Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Well, good morning, guys. I'm not Perry Allen Wood. Perry is on assignment today. He's not going to be here. And got Greg in here with me. And Greg, why don't you introduce your good friend and our sit-in co-host, Danny? Well, uh, I don't think Danny really needs no introduction. He's been on this show several times. Danny is, without a doubt, very arguably, I mean, uh, the best jackman that NASCAR ever saw. I mean, you hear stuff about like, like gas being like chocolate Myers and uh, Henry Benfield and this, but but when they started talking about people running around the car with that heavy jack and doing it up and down and all that stuff, Danny, it, it, any conversation he's, he's going to come up in the top three. But uh, uh, we just tickled to have him to come on and uh, and talk about all this stuff. Matter of fact, we had a deal. Um, Danny, what was it here about two or three weeks ago? And uh, the Jack man got blamed for everything or something. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I, I know Danny had a better way of, of doing it and looking than that guy did. But uh, what, what's, what was your deal on that, Danny? Your thoughts? Uh, well, the I mean, stuff happens. Um, everyone makes mistakes. But... Um, for I mean, someone had to take the blame. So the the Dude. easiest way to to do was to blame it on the Jackman because the Jackman basically controls the pit stop. The car doesn't go until he lets the Jack down, and that is the driver's signal to go. So if the Jackman isn't uh, either paying attention or the guy with the whichever tire had come off. It's very possible that he had a little problem with the gun. Maybe the lug nuts didn't work exactly the way they were supposed to. It's really hard to say, but it's really the jackman's responsibility to look at the front and the rear tires to make sure the lug nuts are on. When we were doing it, we kind of had a signal. The, the front tire, the rear tire guy, which I'm looking at both of them, you had to have very good peripheral vision. So you had to... the the front guy and the rear guy, when they were had gotten three lugs on, they would kind of nod their head. So I was watching for the head nod. Also, my responsibility was the rear guy if a lug nut fell off. So if the lug nut fell off, he would kind of shake his head from side to side. Then I had to go put a lug nut on the stud so we would get all five on. Did you carry extras like in your pocket or something? Oh, I had them in my mouth. Oh, okay. So... Um, it was your responsibility. Also, I had what they called a chaser, which I had it on my belt loop, that if a lug nut crossed, then that lug nut had to be taken off, and you would put that chaser on there, which would rethread the stud. When we were, this was on like two tires, you had to make sure that um, all 
of the lug nuts were on there before you ever let the car down because a, a good driver that car when you let it down and he left it was just you know maybe a tenth of a second on four once they had three lug nuts on i would let the car down and go around the car then on the left side my responsibility was the front guy so it was the same procedure but when you were changing forward then you had to look at both tires and the gas man which the gas man it was kind of our little signal that when the car was full of gas he would shake his head like yes and the rear rear tire and front tire guy i would watch them and when you could tell if they were hitting the lug nuts because when they had hit three i would let the car down because that still gave them i mean the the tire travel was only like an inch and a half or two inches because you were just that close off the ground then um you would see them once they had hit three you could let the car down then they could get you know the last one in yeah exactly yeah but then they weren't as picky as they are now and what what gets me and i'm sure if people follow racing they remember a couple of years ago nascar came out and they said well we're not going to look at lug nuts you know that's going to be up to you and tony stewart came out and he said you know y'all are crazy he said a tire comes off and it goes up in the stands you have a serious problem because those tires are kind of heavy mm-hmm. and it would do a lot of damage so they find him what approximately how much those tires weigh they're about 70 75 pounds somewhere in there and they would be flying exactly all right then because if you had two lug nuts on there the wheel's gonna break so and it's gonna bounce because that tire has air in it and it's gonna bounce i mean you've seen some come down pier road bounce it up and down like a basketball so tony stewart came out and said hey y'all are crazy so they find him thirty-five thousand dollars for being right for being right then they come back and they say okay now we're gonna check after the race and every one of them has to be tight so they kind of went from one extreme to the other yeah well let me ask you in all your years of being jack man and and other things were you ever suspended no <laughs> no <laughs> I, I didn't think that was something that we used to hear of years ago but now seems like every time you turn around nascar suspending somebody oh yeah they didn't they didn't have that what what they done back then is if you had something that was obvious in fraction like a big motor or a car was ridiculously low or or something they would put the fine on the car owner maybe take some driver points or something and uh, it's like i always told danny and him i said don't matter what it is Blame it on me, because I'm not doing nothing no way. They can go to the next <laughs> race without me. Just blame it on me. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that lug nut thing uh, is interesting how they went, uh, went about that. And that's just like with, with the gas man. See, for the longest time, I used to get overflow gas. They don't do that no more. And hold a second can. Well, Danny would look. I'd give the signal if the thing was, you know, but there was about, six signals danny had to do in his mind you know to get the thing done and um i don't ever remember except for maybe one instant and it was with a rookie driver we ever had any tires actually come off and in fact was he drove off with lug nuts off i mean just drove off the jack we were going to change four he thought we were going to change two <laughs> yeah and the nut, lug nuts Oops. were already off but but other than that we we never had no problem with that though I do remember uh, in the latter years, <clears throat> we had some, was trying to, we had Danny Jack in the car, which he had, he had to wait on the tire guys for about 
10 seconds. You know, I mean, Danny never had to wait on it. On, I mean, the, the, the tire changer never had to wait on Danny. And, <laughs> well, a and lot we, of people don't realize the precision operation that a, that a pit stop is. It, it doesn't run in, in a half a second or a second. It, it depends on tenths and hundredths of a second. Exactly. And most of these guys now, um, I mean, they take their job seriously because they know there's people behind them that if if they kind of kind of get a don't care attitude, they're gone. And you see a lot of these uh, on Sunday. You see a guy he, he'll make a mistake. The announcers will say, "You won't see him next week," and you won't. And um, but everybody makes little mistakes. I mean, that's just life. And I know Bud never. If I had a little situation or a tire changer had a little situation but didn't have to come and say anything to you you knew you knew you'd had a little problem there and you were going to correct it right and if you didn't then you don't need to be there anyway we uh, we knew better not to make them mad because we're fortunate enough for them to come uh to the racetrack and get paid what we're paying them so so we we really appreciate their services a ton but uh, uh one thing i can remember you know i got into deal with the the the, the what was it? The fifteen thousand dollar lug wrenches or guns or whatever they got now. They ain't got Mister Hurd over there, you know, redoing everything. And uh, we did right toward the last was trying to find some younger guys to be on the crew. And uh, as far as tire changers, well, Danny was jacking the car. And uh, <laughs> but anyway, they 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 wanted to buy these new wrenches and they hadn't practiced with them. And I think it was up at Charlotte with Dolan back and running real good. We was running top ten, and they left the lug nuts loose about twice luckily the wheel didn't come off because you know vibrating and danny could see that they got them on but they hadn't practiced with them and um <laughs> so anyway about the second time that happened they just stood up in front of the car and i said look get them tight we don't want to get nobody killed but they they were hitting the lugs but they didn't have the torque set on the new wrenches they never practiced with them or anything that's wow. another thing too a lot of these other crews used to practice like crazy what was it, Billy Engel? Somebody said, warning pictures. He said, Man, we practiced 100 pit stops for this. We never practiced no pit stops. Like Bud Moore said, he said, We, we got 500 miles of practice we're going to do right now. <laughs> some, I, some of these race teams out behind their shop have a pit wall, everything. Yeah, I mean, I've seen those on TV. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten that. I mean, it's technical. Oh, it's, it's unreal. I mean, they're down, you know, a hundredth of a second. Tenth of a second is big, real big. But it used to. I did a lot of work, you know, for Ford Motor Company at the races and on weekends when we would be in a large area, Atlanta or around Detroit or New York, some of the, I don't know if they were dealerships, some radio, I remember a radio station in Atlanta, they would get them a pit crew where they would want me to go jack the car because, excuse me, if a person is getting ready to pull that tire off or puts it on there, you let the jack down with the fender fender well clearance i mean you could they could lose a hand mm-hmm. so i would jack the car for them and uh some of these guys of course on tv it looks easy on one of the radio stations in atlanta several of the djs came out there and their pit stop was like a minute and 10 seconds and all they did was change two tires <laughs> i mean it was kind of fun you remember what we're done at, done, I'm fair at michigan danny uh, uh, we've done several of those things and uh but we've done one at michigan and it was kind of a last minute put together deal, but it went over. Okay. But we got up there and had to pull the truck, unload the car, uh, had the backup car up there and something about we uh, couldn't get the 
key to work in the side compartments, whatever. We we got it we got it done and uh, but yeah, they they was running around doing about three minute pit stops and we was hooping and hollering, rooting them on, talking on the radio. So it I, we got we got I guess we got the publicity that Motorcraft wanted <laughs> with the car dealers and stuff. So, but some what really surprised me was some of the guys who worked for dealerships. It one of the places they had the the Ford dealers. If they wanted to, they could get a team. I think they had four or five teams there. And it was the same thing. And it really surprised me that some of the guys who were mechanics for livings, they did that for a living. They had difficulty. And I'm sure they you know, put tires on and off vehicles in the dealership every day or whatever. But like the guys told me, he said, man, you know, this is a lot different than it looks. Exactly. It sure is. And, you know, it, Danny, you're exactly right. And when it comes to changing the tires, gas in the car and the jack man especially not everybody can do it you can have some guy that's kind of big armed and do this and he says he can do that and that guy can practice but he still can't do it he can't hit all the lug nuts he'll always have the jack wrench not turned right or something it it it, it takes a, a a special person to do it just like somebody catches the football you know like uh, right. Barry rice or something there was um Bill Elliott, and then when they were still in Dawsonville, they were going to put together a, a Bush team. So they put an ad in the paper. It went, uh, oh, goodness, like the 100-mile radius of Dawsonville. So there were several guys in Spartanburg wanted to go down there and give it a try, so I rode down there with them. There were over 1,500 people showed up, and they had <laughs> you know cars out there. You know, what do you want to try out for? You want to be the jack man, tire changer, gas man, whatever. <laughs> and I talked to Dan with Dan and Ernie and all. They were all there, you know, supervising everything. So I asked Dan a little later, I said, did you hire any guys who came in there? I said, we hired two. Two out of 1,500. Out of 1,500. Did they have any idea that many were going to show up? I, I don't know. But it was unreal. It looked like a circus. Oh, I bet it was. Unless we're going to talk to Danny Smore a little bit later. But we're getting ready to go to our first break this morning. And after that first break, we're going to switch gears a little bit. Yep. And we're going to talk to Ernie Smith. Any of you that are in the local drag racing, you know that name. And we're going to talk to Ernie and talk to him about some of the gassers. That's right. And he has been doing real good at that. He's here local and uh, been running really, really good. And like I say, we talked to Ernie Elliott, who's one of the best engine builders last week. Now we're going to talk to one of the best gasser racers that's local here and uh, see what all he's doing for next year. And they they get this now getting ready to start up. And we'll be back with Start Your Engines right after this break. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plant day? Call it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASE certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. The new way was new way back in 1938, and it's still going strong today. With quick service for lunch, sandwiches, sides, and your favorite beverage. And no trip to the new way is complete without trying their original redneck cheeseburger or redneck nachos. Made with the new way's homemade famous pimento cheese. The new way has lunch specials Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Try the new way specialty sandwiches, including their grown-up grilled cheese. The new way's still going strong after nearly 80 years. 373 East Kennedy Street. Look for the PBR sign and the big red door. Fox Sports 1400 is now bigger and better than ever. Why? You were on an FM station. Because we're now on the FM dial at 98.3. I want to be bigger. Better sound quality, better nighttime signal. Fox Sports 1400, now bigger and better at 98.3 FM. It's the call nobody wants to make. Your home or business has water or fire damage or mold. Let Service Master of the Upstate make that call a little easier. Service Master of the Upstate restores homes and businesses alike. If you've been hit with mold or fire or water damage, call today at 582-3451. Service Master of the Upstate also cleans carpets, rugs, and hard surface flooring. Make that call a little easier. Call Dyer and Amanda Jennings at Service Master of the Upstate, 582-3451. 582-3451. Mauricio and his staff at La Paz Mexican Restaurant in Bowling Springs say come on in for lunch or dinner. La Paz offers authentic Mexican fare seven days a week. Want a quick and inexpensive weekday lunch? La Paz lunch specials start at just $4.50. Mauricio invites you to try La Paz local favorites, including their Pollo Loco, Texas Fajitas, and the Speedy Gonzalez, all while enjoying the best margarita specials in town for just $3.50. Tell Mauricio Fox Sports 1400 sent you to La Paz Mexican Restaurant, Highway 9 in Bowling Springs. Sure, you can buy steaks, chops, and other cuts of meat a lot of places, often cut hours or even days early. But if you want your next great steak, wild game, pork, or other cut of meat perfectly marbled and aged between 40 and 70 days, then Tate Meatworks is the place for you. Tate's offers Angus, Prime, and other heritage breed cuts so meticulously aged, you can't screw it up unless you burn it. For your next melt-in-your-mouth steak, visit Tate Meatworks, 435 East Main Street near downtown Spartanburg. The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Weekdays from noon till 3 on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. Well, we're going to tell everybody. We've got the man on the phone line right now. Told you earlier before the the break if you if you know local drag racing you probably recognize the name of ernie smith and ernie how are you doing this morning doing great this morning how are you guys doing today we're just having loads of fun and before we get started i noticed on your, your uh, facebook page that the north georgia hot rods are gonna have their their thing this saturday instead of last saturday you want to talk about that a minute well, they were well. They were actually going to have it today, and then the threat of rain coming down there. Uh, Bieber Brown, real good friend of ours, real big supporter, and actually races with us. He puts on a 
thing, the Paradise Show and Shine there, a couple times a year, big swap meet, car show deal. And since they were looking for calling for rain down there today, he moved it back to next Saturday. Oh, to, okay. You know, do his thing there. Like I say, great show, great swap meet, some great people, some good old cars, and kind of a deal. If anybody there is ever looking for an old car part, if if it can be found, it can be found there. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> cool but breeze. Our, but like I say, uh, Ernie, I know you've been been succeeding real well in in, in that division and uh, you know you actually race at more places just in spartanburg you go all over the place with it i mean it's a uh it's not just a a, a statewide deal but uh what kind of car we're looking at we're, we're doing and uh motor and that sort of stuff i know i mean you've talked about it from time to time but you share it with the audience kind of what you're doing different because you, well, you come within a uh, real close to winning championship last year and, yeah, I did, and we're uh, actually moving up classes. We're going up to A-Gas this year. We're building a brand-new 51 Henry J. Uh, Kaiser. Uh, just fired the motor up. I got the video. I'm actually down in Laura, South Carolina right now, visiting with some real good supporters of ours, Jim Schrader here at Beach Bum Jim Upholstery. Had to bring my helmet down here to Mick Forrest. He's going to do a little painting for me for our benefit you know our raffle we do on my helmet every year to give away money in st jude's and you know down here visiting some sponsors they saw a tattoo but got the video last night of the motor firing up for the first time and uh you know we're moving up day gas and uh about to go really fast <laughs> okay now tell tell those of us who are not real familiar with dragging what the gassers are the gassers well the gasser the highlight of the gasser thing was late 60s uh gassers were you know, well first rule of them they had to run on gas you know you're not going to see any alcohol burning motors you're not going to see any you know nitromethane motors going to be on gas the cars are like 67 or older you're going to see 55 chevrolets 57 chevrolets uh you know 62 chevrolets uh, a lot of ford falcons a lot of you know lot lightweight small cubic inch high winding Everything straight axle front ends, everything four-speed transmissions. You know, you're looking at a lot of horsepower, short wheelbase, and they'll go anywhere but straight. <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to be. What kind of operation do you run? Uh, we run a tunnel ram with uh, two 650s on top of it, two Holley 650s on top of it. Well, that'll get plenty of gas down into that motor then. Oh, yeah, it'll pump it down in there. You know, people really enjoy, you know, you see so much technology, uh, probably especially in NASCAR, where nobody can tell what's a Chrysler to a Dodge, or, 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 and y'all and sure can't tell what they're doing with rules from one to the next. But uh, I, well, think that, that's, I think that that's the drag really racing cool. deal really relates to cars that people can relate with. And, and it's, well, that, it, they got that's horsepower. Really cool. That's one of the cool things about ours. I mean, you're going to see a 39 Plymouth. You're going to know it's a 39 Plymouth with a original Hemi in it. Or, you know, you're going to know it's a Ford Falcon. You're going to know it's a 55 Chevrolet. Or, you know, like my little Henry J is going to be. You're going to, you know, a lot of people are not going to know what a Henry J is, but they're going to know it looks like a car. You know, it's not a cookie-cutter deal. You know, if you go to an NHRA race right now without... The only difference in a funny car's name, whether it's a Dodge or Chevrolet or Toyota, is what sticker they put on the front. Everything else it looks identical, just like the car tomorrow in NASCAR. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I used to love but to. It, go ahead. 
you know, one of the things I was going to do down here today, like I say, I'm down here with a friend of mine here, uh, Jim Schrader's, you know, people, you know, you guys, I've been fortunate enough, y'all have had me on a couple of times, you know, I've talked to y'all a great deal about me and, you know, Southeast Casters, but one of the things I thought I'd do today, do a little different, you know, I've got somebody here that's a big supporter and a big fan of the Southeast Gassers, you know, that could give you a little more fan perspective of why why a fan would be interested in it, what it is to a fan. Cool. We'd love to talk to them. Cause that, 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 I know why I'm a fan, because it's the way it's, the sport was supposed to be, to be but, uh, yeah, we'd be interested to hear his, his or her well, comments on it. Well, I tell you what, I'll put Jim on the phone and let y'all talk to him a little while. Okay. Here he is. Good morning, gentlemen. Good yeah. morning, Jim. You're on uh, Start Your Engines up here in Spartanburg, and we're, we're we've got some fans out there that are drag racing fans, and we're going to get you to tell us a little bit about the the gassers that the southeastern gassers that you work with. Yes, sir. Well, you know, uh, I first was introduced to the southeast gassers about six years ago. We went to uh, one of their races, and and it brought back childhood memories of, you know, these these gasser cars that, you know, were in Hot Rod magazine and stuff from you know from what I remember in the early '70s, and then going around the pits, meeting the drivers and how friendly they are, and talk to you about their cars, and then, you know, meeting Quain and and becoming a really good friend of Quain Stotts and. You know, it's it's exciting. We love it. I mean, the wheels up action, the you know, ten thousand RPM launches off the line. It's it's exciting. It's great. I mean, you you really got to see it. You know, people need to go on YouTube, look up Southeast Gassers, and look at these videos. It's exciting. It really is, guys. Okay, now listen. We're going to exclude Ernie because we know he's standing right there beside you, and we don't want to put you on the spot. Uh huh. Give us your top three favorite cars that you oh, see. Oh boy. Well, my wife would kill me if she doesn't if I don't mention Donovan Stott and the White Trash, his little forty-eight Anglia. Um, probably next, of course, you know I love Ernie to death, but uh, probably next car is going to be the old dirty bastard fifty-six Chevrolet. It's all panel painted like they did back in the day. It's a right. beautiful car, and then probably my absolute favorite is uh, Tony Turner's. Um, 39 Dodge. What, what's it called? I can't, I'm, I'm on the spot right now. Uh, Shoot. Quick and dirty. Yeah. And he's running a period correct 392 Hemi in that thing. And it's, it's unbelievable guys. It really is. I'm going to have to agree with your wife. I love the 48 Anglias. I mean, yes. the 48 Anglias and the Willis. I mean, for mm-hmm. some reason, I mean, that just, that was the gassers. And do you remember, yes, since I guess you're a big gasser fan, do you remember the Malco gasser? Yes. <laughs> well, yes. I'm I'm a little bit different. I, I I like the way the cars look and everything, but I I tend to either pull for who builds a motor, who drives for it. So anyway, well, I'm, I'm 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 pulling for Ernie because <laughs> yeah. uh, he's a friend of mine and and runs awful good. But yeah, the, the thing is, people can really relate to the body styles on these cars. Absolutely, and 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 again, this is something that's not like nascar and the you can really now there's a little difference this year and and the front ends and and the way some of the cars look but it's it's usually just stickers these gassers really are those cars that's right 
Oh, absolutely. You know, they're they're all they're all painted, hand painted. You know, the guys are out there with a brush painting all the lettering on the car. There's no decals, with the exception of sponsorship decals. Everything else is hand painted, so it's done just like it was back in the day. It's you know, and for me being in the upholstery business and I'm a hot rod guy and build my own hot rods, that's the kind of stuff that I really love. I love the period correctness of it. At your meets, is um, a price for admission a pit pass also? I'm sorry? At uh, your events, if you pay the price for admission, is it also a pit pass? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they welcome you into the pits. Quain and and everybody wants you in the pits. Bring the kids because the drivers put them in the cars. And, you know, everybody's got T-shirts and merchandise for sale, you know. I, you know, honestly, these guys are very approachable. They they love to talk about their cars. They'll explain everything to you. There's really not many secrets when it comes to the cars. You know, some guys have, you know, their secret recipes that they don't want to tell you about. But for the most part, they'll tell you everything that's in the engine, you know, the whole nine yards. It's it's great. It's really, really wonderful. I think that's one of the, the biggest differences between the drag race and, and NASCAR, that the... Uh, the drag racing is is family it's a family sport the families and like you say the kids can come in the pit see the cars touch them talk to the drivers where in nascar uh forget it i mean you are not getting in that garage and they're just getting away from the family and it's they're paying the price for it they are you know and and i was just thinking of one other point last year there were several guys that got it to the end of the season and ernie was one of them he lost his engine and basically was out well, one of the guys calls him up and said, Ernie, I got an engine. And next thing you know, another guy's got an engine down there, another guy. And guys are stepping up saying, hey, man, I got an engine. Go for it. You know, run it, blow it, do whatever you need to do. This is this is a family. Southeast Casters is a family, and I'm proud to be a part of it. That's great when they do that. And, and that's the way NASCAR was for a long time. It was a family sure. deal, and they drifted away from that. Well, they have outgrown it. They've outgrown yeah. it. But uh, sure. the thing is is when uh you're running so good and and like ernie and popular uh when people are volunteering to give you engines i mean good engines expensive yes. you know that shows that there's a lot of people watching the series and a lot of people liking it and liking the drivers and stuff and people fooling with them and that's what it's supposed to be about i mean that yes sir that, that's that's a successful series right there yes sir well, hey, it was good talking to you guys. I'm going to put Ernie back on the All phone. All right, great talking to you, too. All right, bye. And I guess that about explains it from a fan perspective. Listen, that that was a great job. I, I'm glad you had him there for us to, to talk to and listen to. That was fun. Well, like I say, you know, I could I could go on all day long. And, you know, to the average fan out there or somebody, you know, that's on the fence, never seen us, they're going, you know, they're thinking, okay, He's a driver. He drives in that group. Of course, he's you know he's going to love it. But you know, I just thought we'd get a different perspective there of somebody that you know is a fan. You know, as to why the fans enjoy it. What you know, what they enjoy doing. I mean, you know, anybody there local to us. You know, April fourteenth, Shadyside Dragway, right up there in Shelby. You know, we're we're going to be there right, with probably about eighty of these things. Okay, that, did you say uh, April the fourth? April fourteenth. Fourteenth is Shadyside. Yep. Yep, that's where our season will start, and you know we go from there to Clay City, Kentucky, then up to Piedmont, North Carolina, Knoxville, Tennessee, Indiana, 
you can find our whole schedule. You know, I know everybody's got SpartanburgSports.com where they can hear it everywhere, but you can go online to SoutheastCasters.com, see our whole schedule. You know, you can uh, see the videos of cars and people can see what we're all about. And, you know, one thing I want to stress, $15 a head to get in, you can't go racing anywhere for $15. No, you can't. Uh-uh. And, like, and like we said earlier, that's also a pit pass. Yeah, it's also a pit pass, and kids 10 and under, they're free, and we love having them. Yeah, but NASCAR, I don't, I don't think you get a hot dog for $15. But uh, The last time I went, you was going to be hard-pressed, too. <laughs> but, Ernie, we, we're here. We're pulling for you. And, uh, uh, like I say, you, you're looking to have a good season this year and uh, got some support coming behind you, it sounds like. And uh, we can't thank you enough being on the show. Now we get a chance, you can come in here and – talk to us live when you when you got a got a weekend off but uh we're gonna have to well anyway we gotta we gotta advertise our sponsors a little bit so we're gonna have to kind of cut things off but uh looking forward to it and uh like i say it's a popular series with it's just a neat deal it really is i wish i'd been involved in drag, drag racing more than i have okay ernie anything you want to close us out with Fellas, I just I want to thank y'all for all your support. I mean, you guys have been really good to me. Had me on a couple of times this year. On today, you know, gonna be back on there in the studio with you soon here in a few months, hopefully. And you know, got to thank my sponsors, Priority Heating and Air there in Spartanburg, uh, Aces High Tattoo down here in Myrtle Beach. Uh, got a new one from Honolulu, Hawaii. Wow. Hawaii Island Shine, Hawaii Hawaiian Island Shine Car Care Products. I mean, if you're looking for something, wash wax your car. Go online at Hawaiian Island Shine. You know, my deal with them, anybody uses the promo code SCGA, they get 10% off, and I get 25% of the sale. And, you know, like like cool. Morris said, used to say when he had the Snapple thing, if I sell more cases, I can run more races. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good saying. Good job. That's a good way of saying it. Okay, right? that's and, and that's the story next time we want to hear about. All right, we'll do it. And, guys, like I say, I really, really appreciate your support. Uh, look forward every Saturday morning listening to the show. You know, I'm, if I'm not on it, I'm listening to it. Ernie, we can't thank you enough. We you appreciate it, Ernie. It. And we'll talk I to you next it. time. Yes, sir. Look forward to seeing y'all soon. Okay. Thank you, Ernie. That was fun. I'm telling you. And, and, and that's, gonna, that's a story I'm going to look forward to, how he got tied up with a sponsor from Hawaii here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. But it's, it's interesting to hear... <clears throat> the fans perspective that guy was a fan yeah and uh, for 15 dollars, you get to go a pit pass you get to go see everything up close and you can't beat it sitting in the car with your kids sitting in the car and they take your daddy takes your pictures and that kind of stuff and and danny's right that that means a bunch and i'm really going to date myself danny 50 years ago i was up at shady side drag strip Snuck off up there in my mama's 65 Mercury Comet running races. <laughs> Did the gassers ever run over at Greer? Yeah, they do. I'm, I'm not sure of the schedule. We'll, mm-hmm. We got to get them on here and find out. But yeah, they do. Because, I, I mean, you, I mean um, you, you can't beat that. You just can't beat it. And it's fun to watch. It's a car show every time it you is. go. And you get to see the old car. Some people... Um, 
probably don't even know. Like we were sitting here, you were talking about uh, what is a Henry J? They look like little frogs. <laughs> I mean, that's and what I have they look no like. idea. I have looked them up before, but I still mm-hmm. don't remember what they look um, like. I've always just liked the forty-eight Anglias. I just, I mean, that was just the uh, the Anglias and the Willis. That was just, I mean, that was just a gasser. And uh, of course, with the big motors and the wheelies and all, I mean, and it is. It's a good show. It's interesting to see. It is. And we're going to have to take a commercial break. We'll be back right after this. We're going to talk to Nelson Crozier and see what he has to say, what's happening on the the circle tracks. So we'll be back right after this message with Start Your Engines. Forever to be. And you can put spurs on this one. The Garden in Black play here. He dives and makes the catch. Catch the Gamecocks in action all season long. Blasted deep to right. Right here on your home for South Carolina baseball. Spartanburg's home of the Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Here comes lunchtime. Do you know that unlike some barbecue places, Bubba's Barbecue and Bash has ribs for lunch every day. Bubba's also has great burgers, pulled pork, calabash chicken, all of your favorite sides, and some of the best sauce around. Top it off with Bubba's famous banana pudding or a slice of pecan pie for dessert, and you'll make Bubba's your barbecue home. Bubba's Barbecue and Bash, 827 West Blackstock Road, just a half mile from Westgate Mall. Have lunch at Bubba's today. Selecting a financial advisor to entrust your hard-earned assets is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. Jenny Montgomery Scott has more than 185 years of experience, tracing its roots to 1832. Jenny's boutique size allows it to remain agile, meeting the demands of turbulent market cycles while addressing the needs of its clients. Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jenny Montgomery Scott sets the bar high, providing superior advice, expertise, and support through every stage of your life and finances. As a firm, Jenny's regional size offers the advantages of scale, allowing for close client relationships with personalized advice and planning. Call Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs at 864-585-8282. That's 585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIP. This is KB for Animal Allies. In a cold world, it breaks my heart to see stray dogs and cats on the loose, knowing that any moment they could, well, you know the rest. Animals need all the help they can get. They need an ally, and Animal Allies is just the place to offer that help. Animal Allies is the best low-cost spay and neuter clinic in the upstate. Don't overpay to help fix Spartanburg's stray animal problem. Animal Allies makes doing the right thing affordable. Asheville Highway in Spartanburg or visit online at animalalliesclinic.org. Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. 
If you're in the market for a job in manufacturing or distribution, or you run a business and are in need of employees in fields ranging from small-scale construction to large mechanical contracting to manufacturing, packaging, and warehousing, then let CRS help. CRS has been a reliable bridge that runs in both directions for employers and job seekers. Get your next great search started today. Call CRS at 336-2405, stop by 337 Spartan Green Boulevard in Duncan, or online at crshighright.com. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit upstatelogistics.com. That's upstatelogistics.com. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Join me and the Danettes weekday mornings at 9 on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Well, welcome back to this crazy train that we call Start Your Engines. Just talk to Ernie Smith one of our local gas or drag racers. And now we're talking to the, getting ready to talk to the most knowledgeable man in NASCAR. I maintain that because he, he teaches me something every Saturday morning. Nelson Crozier, how are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing well, but before we get started with NASCAR, you're talking about a Henry J. Uh, <laughs> what was it, uh, another model of the Henry J just had a different nameplate on it? I have and no it was idea. Sold by Roebuck. The Allstate. Did not know that. I didn't know that I either. told you I learned something every week with Nelson. <laughs> yeah, we all learn something uh, every week with Nelson, I think. Uh, back in the 60s, uh, I co-owned K.S. Pittman's double-A gas supercharged, and we held the record most of the time back in that era. So, you know, I know quite a bit about drag racing as well as, uh, you know, most other forms. Uh, it's doing the ignitions on everything, you know, uh, that does not surprise me a bit that, that you would know about dragon, but listen, before, before we got you on the air, you were telling me that you also know about the weather today. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty beautiful morning. You know, a lot of colored clouds. Now it's just a gray overcast, about 40 degrees, uh, range forecast coming this afternoon. And depending on who you listen to, what weather map you look at, they're calling for anywhere between two and nine inches in the Martinsville area. Holy uh, moly. Overnight. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's going to be iffy. It might be okay. Uh, it just might be uh, a slush out. Anyway, like I say, no, that, that definitely isn't Bill France weather, as we used to call it. <laughs> you know, same sometimes they had the right. un- uncanny knack of getting some races in. But uh, what is the latest? uh on the situation uh with the you know the controversy with the rear windshield and uh a couple okay. of those deals and, and what what have they come up with this week they probably got stuff stirred up even though they ain't running a race well you get one try and inspection then they walk the car chief out of the garage and out of the racetrack uh you know if you don't pass out uh, you know, on the first time holy uh, moly then uh, what they do with the, uh, you know, 
uh, for the race, you start at the rear of the field. This is if you don't qualify, you know, you can't get through inspection. You start at the rear of the field, and then after the green flag falls, you have to come and make a pass through on pit road. So at Morgansville, that's going to put you down three laps. Who in the heck come up with that idea? I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, I know, I know, I'm not going to put you on the spot with that. But that that's pretty bad, you know. Uh, the way I'll, we always proceed when you got to Daytona in a lot of these tracks, you went through pre-race inspection so they could tell you what they liked or what they didn't like. Then then you, you fixed right. it. And, of course, everybody was, was, was playing out on the edge with the height and all this stuff. But, uh, you know, we got there when they started getting uh, uh, that, that, what was it? We got down about a eighth of an inch tolerance, sixteenth of an inch tolerance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could load the car on the truck and unload it. And it wouldn't fit the template from the flexibility of, of, of the of the sheet metal and stuff. I mean, uh, right. And uh, you know, before you ever get to the racetrack, you've got to take the car by the R and D center there. Uh, you know, uh, uh, in Concord, North Carolina, and uh, you go through the whole inspection process there. So far as you know, uh, the body and every the suspension, everything fitting. You know, the uh, uh, you know the uh, optical scanning system. Then you get to the track. Before you get on the track, you have to go through inspection, uh, the safety inspection, as well as the optical scanning system. Uh, you know, then you go out and ready to qualify. Got to go through inspection again. And then before the race, you go through another inspection. Uh, now, you know, I know some people between inspections, they kind of, you know, make some changes so you can understand why NASCAR is doing it, but it doesn't have to be as comprehensive each time. Uh, and, you know, while the optical scanning system seems to be working a whole lot better than uh, your laser system last year, uh, there are still apparently some things that they've got to get working a little bit better. Uh, one of them, I think you're getting some uh, random uh, reflections that are affecting the reading which might be a problem with, uh, you know, what some of the people are doing. Uh, you know, apparently some of the teams have the optical scanning system at the shop. Hendrick has their own proprietary system. You know, they, uh, you'll come up with their own software and, uh, everything. So that might be why it's a little bit different at the track because of, uh, you know, interpretations. Yeah. Right. Now, do you think all this is justified or are they just doing a, a bit of overkill? You've got a lot of people who have to justify their existence, <laughs> and this is one way they do it. Uh, well, like the U.S. Right hand, well, precisely. Well, uh, why are they well, so? Got to remember. Now, some a lot they... of the people who, yeah, you know, a lot of the people who are running NASCAR now, involved in decisions, came from General Motors. What happened to General Motors a few years ago? But why yeah, are they, they were, so particular about a short track? I mean, the car is going to get, you know, at Martinsville. If you win that race right. without a, a, a beating and banging, then you just got lucky. <clears throat> why are they Either so particular that you about led that? the whole thing. Exactly. I mean, why are they so particular about that at a short track? I mean, I can see probably a Daytona or a Talladega where something like that might, you know, come into play. But these others, to be that, I mean, it's just like they're – have a system to where they can um, pick on somebody if they wanted to, or I mean, it just it just well, in crazy. theory, 
this takes the human element out of it, which uh, is what prompted a lot of it. People were saying, oh, uh, you know, so-and-so car gets preferential treatment. And that probably was the case. Well, now with the machine doing everything, uh, you've taken a lot of that human fudge factor out of it. So, uh, but a lot of these changes uh, were because the team owners and the owners' council uh, you know, was trying to, you know, do cost savings. Well, how is this saving money? It's well, costing more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And another thing, too, Nelson, I ain't never seen one of the machines spit out a, 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 a billion-dollar sponsor like Winston or something. I mean, if that machine can spit that out along with all this stuff, that's fine. But <laughs> it seems to me like they're going the other way. I know their intentions are admirable, but just like with Formula One, me and Danny were talking about this and, and Ronnie uh, before we come on. Formula One is Formula One because that's the way it was always supposed to be, but they still support it because everybody knows that the criteria was always the best stuff you can okay. bring. In, in, yeah, well, in, here's, here's something you got to think about. Formula One's budget, uh, or intake, I should say, uh, from the team owner side, television money, and the series sponsorship was roughly $1.25 billion. That's billion with a B. Mm. NASCAR was only $25 million less. So their income, uh, you know, team owners, NASCAR, TV, racetracks, is almost on par with Formula One. But look at what Formula One does. I mean, their stuff is black and white. If there is an incident during oh, the sure. race, they have a a panel there who reviews that. The penalty is handed out right then, already at the end right. of the race. Those cars, and I mean, they allow very little tolerance on that. If you didn't make it, you're not encumbered. You're you finish last. Right, and you know the finishing last part. Uh, I think is how it should be. That's how you uh, short tracks do. It's how NASCAR used to be. You know, uh, if, if something were wrong, you know, you had a big engine after the race, you got last place money. Yep, you're right. But Wait, you, well, most of the time, yeah. But, but when you look at, Art, I don't know if they have to go back through inspection or whatever after the short tracks, but I know we were talking about that deal at Las Vegas. Um, some of these racetracks aren't the smoothest things in the world. Are you metal has fatigue it breaks if you have i remember what several years ago daytona bobby allison had tested that the rear the rear bumper cover if it was off the car would run better so they had it fixed where uh somebody could bump them in the back it fell off and they ended up doing real well that day i mean i can understand something like that uh, what you're saying is correct but it wasn't somebody bumping in the back it was explosive bolts that they use on fire seats, you know, on the injection, and that's what they use on the bumper, and they blew it off. But, but then when, and I remember one, I think Carl Edwards that won the race. The oil or the oil tank behind the seat, the top came off it, and they penalized him. Um, I mean, some of this stuff is just kind of getting ridiculous. It's just like you can't have an accident, well, nothing can yes break. Yes, no. Some of it, like that oil tank cover coming off, that was good for about a mile and a half an hour. So, uh, <laughs> you know, where do you draw the line? Well, some nobody, of it you gotta no, put, 
Nobody ever said NASCAR guys were not ingenious. Oh, no, that's uh, that's what used to be one of the great things about it. You know, uh, if it wasn't in the rule book, you could go ahead and do it. And then they either change the rule or everybody would have it next week. And, uh, you know, you didn't worry about it. But, uh, you know, it looks like uh, you know, the weather is getting ready to move in here. It's uh, you look back over the mountaintops and, uh, you know, it's getting pretty dark over there. Well, but, and- uh I haven't looked at the NASCAR rule book in the last few years, but do they still ha- still have the EIRI listed? No, they they got rid of that terminology, but they still they've still got another loophole in. And, uh, <laughs> unlike uh, a few years ago, where you had a rule book, now the rule book is electronic online, and every Tuesday afternoon they come out with updates to it. Well, every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Now, I'm not saying every Tuesday they have a change, but, uh, you know, they, they had another couple of changes this week. Every, every week it's a, uh, you know, it's a change or a clarification like this uh, inspection rule. That was one of the changes this week. We're going to keep going, and, and the NASCAR rule book is going to be as big as the American tax code. <laughs> I, uh, I, hate to, I mean, I just want to change something real, real, real quickly right now. We haven't talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Martin Truex had it dialed in, didn't he? He did that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, what really happened there, uh, Kyle Busch was running as good as Truex, but he came in on the last pit stop, and instead of taking a round out, they put a round in. Uh-oh. And that's Oops. what did him in. Hmm. Well, well now's going to say what we're getting close to then here, and you are leading the points. And so you get first pick. Uh, what we're doing is like you get, you get a point. However, Perry come up. If with you win, pick. you get a point. If you win, you get a point. Okay. Who do you who do you who do you think uh, uh, you like for this race? It's probably going to be run on Tuesday <laughs> or Monday. It's hard to say, but I think I'll give the two car a try. Going with a two car. Okay, go ahead, Danny. Let you have next pick. Well, if we pick for Sunday, I'm going to take Mother Nature. <laughs> but if when they run the race, I'm going to take Denny Hamlin because he seems to always run well at Martinsville. Okay. Greg? Being the weather's going to be all messed up and all this other stuff, I, I, I still see some pretty good aggressive driving and, and, and everything out of I've seen Paul Bernard do better in the Woods' car than the car he was in. So I'm going to go with the Wood Brothers because it's their hometown. And uh, uh, Paul Menard's a pretty good driver. I'm going to go with him. Okay, that sounds pretty good. And I think I will go with uh, Cousin Carl. Yep. So that's, that That looks like a pretty good line. I think one of us will get a point this week. Like Danny said, it may okay, be Tuesday. Uh, let me, let me interject here. Uh, the red flag just came out. Uh, so the end of practice, it was a 78, the 2, the 18, the 31, 41, 9, 42, 11, 22, and 12. Cool. 78 was up there and again, though, wasn't he? He was right up there. <laughs> and who got the first cup uh, pole at Martinsville? You tell us. Curtis Turner. Yep. That sounds That's right. been a while back. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> if Nelson says it, I know it's right. Well, I know who has the best hot dogs in the world, and that's Martinsville. Yeah, and you all talked about hot dogs earlier. Martinsville, they're still two, still two dollars. 
It's under, now, unreal. That's, that's worth driving up there for. Okay, guys, they listen. Are back, they're back to Jesse Jones. I got rid of the other one. All right. Yeah. Jesse Jones back, is the Jesse way to go. Okay, hot dogs is a great way to end it today. Nelson, appreciate you calling. Appreciate all the information. And we should be back to full strength next week. Perry Woods should be back with us. Greg, it's been a great time having you here. Danny Fowler, loved having you here. You're welcome anytime. Good to be here and see you guys again. Start your engines right here on Fox Sports Spartanburg. You've been listening to Good enough. Start Talk to you next week. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Listen to our programming anywhere on the web at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports.